Thank you for joining the Homeschool Help Desk Live. My name is Tam and I'm here to help you. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And now let's get into the show. Okay, so I'm so glad you you said that because I really think so many of us as parents, we are so conditioned to think that our kids have to sit down and be at, you know, desk or tables in order to learn. And that is just not the case. So I'm so glad that you made that comment. I hope someone else is in here and sees that um, and and starts to really question like, wait, why do we ask kids to sit down, be quiet in order for them to learn? Like, are they not able to learn in any other kind of way? Well, that's how we were conditioned. So we think if they're not sitting down, you know, with, with proper posture and, you know, at these wooden or metal or plastic desk, then it doesn't count as learning. And it absolutely does. So thank you so much for dropping that in there because, I mean, y'all know if you've been following me for any length of time that I've been homeschooling for nine years and I'm still constantly having to check myself on standards and things that I'm, that I'm, that I've pedestalized from my public school experience and thinking like, oh, well, did we didn't do school today because there wasn't any sit down work or there wasn't a worksheet. But the truth of the matter is, if I just sit back and observe my kids, they are in fact learning like right at this moment, my older two are in the kitchen making omelets. And that's because they were taught by me to make omelets. And now they're in there able to do it for themselves. There was no sit down work involved in that. There was no worksheet involved in that. And we have to um, let that go. We're, we're trying to still hold on to 1980s and 1990s models of education for kids that are being raised in the, you know, 2023. And it's just ridiculous. Why would you try to educate the future based on ideals from 30 years ago? It doesn't make sense. And we who are choosing to homeschool have to recognize that we we just have to let those things go. So I so appreciate you for putting that in quotes, Miss Flynn, so that I would um, clue in on that. And I'm so glad that um, things are working out for you and your daughter. Okay, so Meg's life is using IXL to homeschool her twins, and she is a former fifth grade teacher. So awesome, awesome, awesome for being here. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, Samantha, yeah, homeschooling. I mean, we homeschool year round. Like, so for us, school is not, and I think that this is so, it's going to be important going forward, but I think homeschoolers might be a little bit ahead of the game on this one. School is not Monday through Friday, seven to three. Like education, learning is not restricted to those hours. And I think when people are getting into homeschool, they think like, how can I do this? Or how do you do this and work? Well, it's because you you take those restrictions off and you recognize, oh, wait, my kids can learn on a Saturday. My kids can learn without a workbook. My kids can learn um, during the summer or on a holiday break or whatever. And once you recognize that you, you're not restricting yourself to Monday through Friday, seven to three, you now have 365 days, <laughs> you know, 18, well, let's say 14 hours a day to get it done, now you feel a little bit more, or I should say a little bit less restricted. So it's definitely not, um, there's no confinement. That that confinement of school, school year and school hours, that's only for 
if you are participating in the public school system. Once you have removed yourself from that, take those business hours off, take those restrictions off as well. Your kids can do work on a Sunday. Your kids can do work on a Saturday. <laughs> Good morning, everybody that's coming in. I did not see your message, Tiana. Which message? I think you're being, I don't like, some, I'm starting to not like that these lives are being so restrictive. I might have to switch over to YouTube for these lives. Because <sighs> I feel like so many of these comments might be being edited. I'm not sure. No, I didn't see it. I scrolled back up. I did not see it. All right. You said you pulled your son out of middle school a few weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You said your son is thriving more than ever from just a couple of weeks. That's going to happen though. Because again, it's it's very much like leaving the military and being an entrepreneur. So you're going from a system that tells you how to dress, what time you got to be there in these unnaturally early hours. They don't care if you're a, a night owl. It doesn't matter. You still have to be in this building at seven o'clock and we're going to give you these rules and restrictions that may not fit your natural rhythm that's what it's like. And I can say that authoritatively because I was in the military. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, you're an entrepreneur and it's much more freeing. And for some people that freedom is scary because it's, you're like, well, what do I do? I need, I need some rules. I need some guys. I need some SOPs over here. And I get that so much. <laughs> Um, but it's not the same system. Doesn't mean you can't thrive. It just, it's not the same system. All right. So, oh, you, okay. Wait a second. You, okay. You said homeschool is a year, um, uh, homeschooling year round is a game changer for y'all as well. Yes. So much less stress when you realize like, oh, wait, if we, if we don't learn it in March, we can learn it in May. We don't have to just stop school on a dime. Absolutely. You can. Thank you. Can you close the door, please? Oh, okay. So y'all are leaving K-12. I'm not clutching my pearls. Let's be honest. I'm not surprised. But I'm happy that um, that you are feeling comfortable to branch out. You're ready. You know what, though? But K-12 is very much like, since I'm going to stick with my analogies. Y'all know I like my analogies. So if you are leaving the military, they do have this like decon... Um, what is it called? Oh, my gosh. I've lost all my military lingo. They have this transitioning service basically where they help you acclimate to being a civilian. K-12 is like that. K-12 is like that transition service. And so is IXL, to be honest. Um, it's like, if you're leaving public school, but you still want the structure, IXL and K-12 are very much like, okay, you're leaving public school, but you're not ready for the full blown, like freedom. Those are great for transitioning into like, until you feel comfortable enough to go it on your own. Basically, they're like the training wheels almost of like, you know, being ready to find your own resources, find your own or make your own curriculum. So that's cool. That means you're feeling confident and you're like, I got this. I don't need to <laughs> have those training wheels on anymore. So that's cool. Oh, you sent it on IG. Okay. I haven't, I haven't looked yet, but I will after this. Minecraft education is amazing. You know what? That reminds me, I need to reach out to my sister-in-law. So she's an educator and I asked her about that because you have to be an educator um, in order to, I guess, log in, unless you know a workaround. If you know a workaround brand, let me know. Um, and I, I haven't checked in lately to see if, uh, if she was able to look at it. So I need to. Awesome, awesome. 
You said, absolutely, I want the freedom. It's It was a great bridge, but I'm ready to take full control. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm talking about. It's like, if you th- or if you don't like the military analogy or the training wheels analogy, um, think bumpers when you go bowling to keep you out of the gutter. <laughs> K-12 and, and curriculums like that are like the bumpers that, you know, you know that your kid's going to learn some stuff because this curriculum has been compiled. But once you are feeling more comfortable, you've got a bit of a rhythm, you've got a bit more of... Um, you know, you, you've been at it for a couple of weeks or months, um, then you can say, okay, thank you, K-12, for the year or two, and now I'm ready to try something different. <laughs> so, awesome. Okay, Samantha, you're on Minecraft education. Did, do y'all need teacher logins for that, or did y'all find a way? Because the one that I went to said you had to have a teacher login. So maybe I went to the wrong one. You said there's also a printable you can get from Minecraft Lab on education. Wait a second, guys. Am, am I going to the wrong thing? Because I need to, uh, I, I wanted to check it out, but the page or app that I downloaded, because I downloaded an app to my iPad, uh, said that you needed a teacher login. But maybe I need to go to it from the website and find out the proper way. Okay, I'm just reading it on the website really quickly. Okay, so there is a way. I obviously did not read. <laughs> okay, so I'll I'll I'm gonna keep this page up. And okay, yep, there it says right there for parents. Okay, so yeah, that was on me not reading. Okay, cool. That was easy. Okay, yeah, I see what you said there, Amanda. You have to do the individual one, not the one for schools. Yep, that was me not reading. So thank you. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, and you said the printable is called the Chemistry Lab Journal. Okay, got you. Thank you, Ms. Flynn, for that. Oh, so it's a bit of a pain. You have to make your own domain URL and then go from there. No problem. I will read. I didn't read before because, like I said, I didn't go to it from the website, uh, the Minecraft Education. I, I literally just downloaded the app and went straight from the app. But now that I'm on the website... I can see that there are instructions to be followed. So I will just leave this up for later. And up, oh, y'all know I love a free trial right there. It says download now to start a free trial. So I will be doing the free trial version of this. So cool. <laughs> you say, what am I missing? I need to inform them. Okay, so Minecraft education is like, basically if you have a kid in your house who loves Minecraft, there is an education, there's an educational version, which uh, it's just education.minecraft.net that I'm on right now. If you want to read up on it, um, talks about coding, talks about, I think, math. And also there are some different stories that your kid can read to, you know, basically practice reading. So um, let me just go to it here. Yeah. Teaching and learning activities, coding. 
is the main thing, I think. But there's other stuff on there like math, there's science, there's language. Arts. Oh, shut my mouth. Okay, so they have science, math, computer science, language arts, history and culture, art and design, digital citizenship, social, emotional, equity and inclusion, and climate and sustainability are the topics that they say that they cover. So I, I have not personally been in there yet, but um, after this, I do plan to read the instructions this time <laughs> and not try to just Ikea my way through this. <laughs> yes, Ty, reading is fundamental and I was just not doing it. But um, from some of the lessons I'm seeing here on just the previews, they've got a lesson about, um, okay, that's Climate Futures, the Farm, League of Literacy, which automatically gives me League of Extraordinary Gentlemen vibes. <laughs> so anybody, anybody seen that movie? But um, let's see. Lessons in Good Trouble. So this says John Lewis and social justice movements worldwide. Okay, so that's more for, I guess, high schoolers, high school age, because they put the ages on here too. Um, so yeah, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, I'm, like I said, I'm going to look into it. I haven't yet, but um, I will after this. Oh, okay, okay, Brian. You said y'all are still using the one that your kid had in school. Gotcha. Hey, if they didn't catch their own mistake, <laughs> why not? <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I totally get it, and um, that's fine. But there is, a, there is a way to get on here without having an educator account. I just didn't look into it. Like I said, I went through the app and did not go into it from the website. So, but uh, that's all good. I will get on that after this, but I'll tell you guys one thing. We really haven't been that digital this week, uh, me and my family. We've been doing a ton of brain quest decks this week. That has been the main thing. And what's so funny is y'all know I love to trick my kids. <laughs> So I've been having them quiz me or go like against me, like it's a quiz show. And they their goal is to try to stump me to see if there's something I don't know, which there are things that I don't know, but I'm a pretty smart kid. So I do know a lot. And it ends up being that we do a lot of these brain quest questions, like, like more than 30 or 40 before they can find one that I don't know. So. <laughs> And they're just hanging in there with me because they're like, we got to get mom. We got to get mom. And uh, they end up doing a lot more <laughs> questions than they think. But uh, yeah, and, and they're learning along the way because there's a ton that they don't know yet. And uh, but they're learning it as as they are, um, a, you know, trying to stump me. And I just I love it. So we really haven't been on the computer much this week because it has become their mission in life to find things that I don't know or haven't heard of. <laughs> and unlucky for them, I have gone down many rabbit holes in my day. So there's a lot that I've heard of. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, okay, Amanda, you said, so on Minecraft education, kids can play with their friends as well. If they have a code, they can give each other. Okay, that's good to know. So that they can work together. 
Yeah, I know my kids, they build worlds together on the regular Minecraft. So I, yeah, I have no doubt there'd be a way to have community on there as well. And Samantha, you said you love that movie. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'll say a movie and people are just like, I don't get it. And I'm just like, all right, clearly I'm on the wrong planet. <laughs> oh, Ty, you said I hate that I never get movie references. I mean, I don't get a lot of movie references too. So there's a lot of mainstream movies I haven't seen. Like I remember it was a, it was a, it was a problem when I went to this one training event uh, back when I worked outside of the home. It was a problem for some people that I hadn't seen any of the Star Wars. And so it became the mission of my classmates <laughs> to make sure that I saw them all. And to be fair, I've sat through them all, but I can't tell you anything about them. <laughs> I know about as much as anyone else who pays attention to pop culture and sees the memes. So I, I've sat through them, but seen them. Mm. <laughs> ah, but anywho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said I love that. It's a brilliant way to foster learning. Listen, I think it's the competitive nature that maybe is just kind of innately ingrained in us as humans. But for whatever reason, my kids really like to stump us as parents, me and my husband. And unfortunately for them, me and my husband are lifelong learners and we're constantly curious about things and constantly learning things. So it's really hard for them <laughs> to find things we don't know, which forces them to go even further and dig even deeper. Um, but I encourage them to try. <laughs> okay, and um, let's see. All right, cool. You're trying to download it now for Minecraft education. Yeah, let me know what you think if you get in. You said your husband did that to you with Harry Potter. So I will tell you, I did pay attention to Harry Potter because um, if you're like me, I, I grew up in a household that thought Harry Potter was the devil. So I didn't read it when it came out, when everybody else did. But my oldest was interested in it and wanted to read it. So I was like, okay, I'll, we'll read it together. And my only condition for her was, you may not watch the movie before you've read the book. So she had to read the book first in order to watch the movie. That was my only condition. So I read it along with her and read the books uh, and watched the movies ahead of her because I was I was reading faster than she was. And as I saw where the books were going, I was like, uh, I should probably watch this before her because she was younger at the time. Um, so that one I am, I am intimately familiar with Harry Potter. So that one I do know. <laughs> and I was so annoyed when they left out spew <laughs> of the movies. But anyway, we won't have to turn this into a Harry Potter conversation. <laughs> you said any good resource for fourth grade math textbooks with teacher edition. Mm. So see, I'm going to refer you on that one to Allison. Uh, all of March, Allison has been taking questions exactly like that and making videos. She, and if you don't know who Allison is, she is at homeschool.house here on TikTok. She runs a homeschool consignment shop in Texas, and we've done uh, lives together a couple of times. And all of for all of March, she is basically taking a question exactly like that and turning it into a video where she can point out uh, different math resources for you. 
Um, and the reason I'm referring you to her is because I have never used a math resource with a teacher edition um, because math was one of my best subjects in school. So I just teach it. Um, so if anyone else in the chat, though, wants to share a resource that they are loving, I know I see a lot of um, Singapore math and oh, what's that man's name? Mr. Something, Mr. D math and um, Matthew. Oh, there it is. Matthew C. Thank you, April. You were on it. You're thinking right along. I see Matthew C. quite a bit. Um, teaching textbooks does not have a teacher guide. It is, it is, that's what you would use if you wanted your kids to be able to do math without you, <laughs> like to work on their own. So yeah, but thank you. I would say definitely check out her page and she may have already addressed that question too. So look through her videos, but if you, if you don't see it in her videos then definitely ask that question because she is dedicating uh, March to doing exactly what you're asking there. What's your house? Slytherin. <laughs> Which should be a surprise to no one. Okay. And then you also, y'all said y'all like math with confidence. Okay. I haven't, I don't think I've heard of that one. Hey, M. Math with, wait a second. I think I have actually seen this now that I think about it. I'm pretty sure this is on the resources page already. Yeah, these covers look familiar. Okay, so Math with Confidence is what you like. And it all, you said it does, this does have a teacher edition? Okay. Okay, so M, you said there was a college with free courses that would be good for high school students. Someone mentioned yesterday. I'll figure out what it was real quick. I know a lot of colleges are putting their free courses on edX.org. Like a lot. And I can only see that getting more, uh, getting uh, their, I can, I, I can see that list of courses getting larger and larger because I read an article actually this week, I think, and it was talking about the crisis of college admissions and how it's going down so much because kids are like just taking a pass on that. They're like, no, thank you. I don't want to go into debt. I've seen what it's done to the millennials <laughs> and I will pass on that. So colleges right now are having a huge like, or they're seeing, I won't say huge, but they're seeing like an eight, I think it was 8% six or 8% decrease in enrollment um, for, from kids uh, who are just plain old not interested, um, who are opting out, choosing trades or choosing the entrepreneur route or choosing jobs that just don't require college degrees. Because let's be honest, y'all, for a second, if we can, if we can be honest, I don't know. I think we're all on the same page here. There shouldn't be anybody lingering or lurk, lurking who's like a, a homeschool hater in here. But any job you've ever had, with the exception of um, professions like medical, do you honestly feel like you needed a college degree to have it? Or was on-the-job training sufficient? Because most jobs train you in what they want you to do anyway. Um, but the degree just got you in the door. It That was it. And it, it's because they put that artificial block there as almost like, I don't want to say it's like an elite 
an elitist tactic, but it kind of is. <laughs> it's like a way of saying you can't sit with us unless, you know, so we all go and jump through this silly hoop so we can sit with them. But then we get to the job and we realize like college didn't do anything to prepare us for this job. Like taking English 1101 did not help me get a job as um, a college admissions counselor. Like who cares? So yeah, <laughs> I could go on and on and on about that one. But okay, so you found it. You said it's Hillsdale College. Okay, let me look up Hillsdale. Hillsdale College based in Michigan. And you said they offer free courses. Okay, the first thing they took me to was a donation page. Let me back out of here. <laughs> okay. So it's a Christian college that offered, what are the courses though? Okay, here we go. Politics, economics, philosophy and religion, history. Okay, so it's sim it looks almost like an edX type of thing where they want you to register and then you can just take the course online. Okay, cool, cool. All right. And then M, who is a former teacher, y'all, if you guys don't know who M is, um, also says that she uses math with confidence. So that's cool. Sam's Club is offering Sam's Cash for two to three learning programs. If you have one near you, I do have one near me. Sam's, what y'all doing? I was going to be going there today or possibly tomorrow. Hmm. Homer, Code Spark, and another one. Y'all, I do enjoy um, programs that let you, let you like earn from doing stuff that you just naturally do. I think I've told you guys, that's why I use the Bing search engine because it allows me to earn points that I can then convert to Robux for my kids because I am not putting any real cash into that game. But um, let me see, Sam's cash for, I'm trying to find it, Sam's cash, Sam's cash, learn more. Okay, I see some of these. Wait, how do I find the whole list? Mm. I don't see the thing about the education. I need to, I need some. Oh, okay, it's on the app. Okay, I'll look at it under the app. Gotcha. You said, I think sometimes a college degree means you possess commitment. No, no. It means I paid for this, so I'm going to stick with it. But no, not at all. Not at all. Because think about it. For those, if, you, if you've got a college degree, are you still committed to that major? Or did you just choose one because your time was running out? <laughs> so no. I don't, I don't think, if we can, and then if, if it meant commitment, then we would still be in the field that we got degrees in. <laughs> For most of us, that is not the case. 
Uh, for a lot of us, we got a degree and we are doing absolutely nothing related to that degree. So it absolutely does not mean that you possess a commitment. It means that you were on a scholarship and you had to pick the courses that were going to get you through in four years, or it meant that you took out a loan and your money was running out and you just had to get out of there with something, but you didn't know what. <laughs> so you chose what you could complete. So, yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one, but you're free to disagree with me as well. <laughs> but it absolutely does not mean you possess a commitment. It means that you probably grew up in the 80s or 90s with every teacher on the planet and your parents telling you that you needed to go to college because if you didn't, you were going to be a bum. And it made everybody so proud to see you put on that cap and gown. But once you finished, you were like, now what? <laughs> I, don't, I still don't know what I want to do. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a no for me on that. You said you're looking up the standards for kindergarten in North Carolina and the quick guide is 60 pages. That sounds about right because you know they love to fill it with fluff. <laughs> like I don't know I don't know how long the one is for Georgia, but I'm sure it's probably like in that same range. Um let's look because they actually break it down for each subject. I'm just going to look at kindergarten, I don't know, kindergarten math. They love to fill up space. I don't know. I guess it's because they, they think if it's not super long, then it's not legit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, why does it take so many words to say count to 10? <laughs> learn how to count to 20 or learn how to count to 100 by twos. Like, why does that take so many words? So <laughs> speaking teacherese is, is very much like, <laughs> oh, gosh. You said your history and poli-sci degree are useless. Your administrative job and mortgage has no overlap. Yeah. So that's why it's like the commitment. Mm. Oh, you said you just meant from a hiring standpoint. Again, not really. Because if I'm hiring somebody, you, especially if you're on the hiring side, it's like this person, you have to know that this person is probably going to not be here. <laughs> That's why you keep an HR department, because there's always that revolving door. Having a college degree doesn't mean you're staying long a chip on my shoulder about my <laughs> about the college experience. So um, I guess you could say I'm um, I'm not anti-college. I'm just not pro. It's certainly not, I don't pedestalize college the way that I used to. Um, and my thoughts on it from a hiring perspective also are people tend to hire who they like. It has, again, almost next to nothing to do with uh, the degree. If they like you in the hiring process or if they know someone, that's why they have so many um, programs at a lot of these companies that are like, refer your friends because they want to hire based on referrals or they want to hire someone that they already know that they like that's going to fit in with the the company climate or the company culture they don't really care about the degree it's it's really just decoration for the resume i guess because ultimately when you do get in the door if you do get hired no one's like asking you any intimate questions about your degree they do not care <laughs> it's not important they like do you show up and do you do the job that you're asked to do is not something that is more so indicative of someone who has a degree versus someone who doesn't. So, but I also live around a lot of, I live in a rural area where a lot of folks don't have degrees and I see a level of commitment 
that, you know, no, no degree required. Some of my friends don't have degrees and it's like, no, there's no perks. Of, and I, there's people from, that I went to college with that I don't even speak to. So <laughs> it's like that we were friends all through college. And then as soon as we left, it was like, okay, I don't know you. <laughs> so again, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. What are we talking about? Microsoft? I missed it. Yeah, it is who you know. It's always who you know. I mean, rarely are people hiring perfect strangers. You said, if I'm hiring someone with a degree not in the field I'm hiring for, I may think flaky changes mine. But that's all of us, though. <laughs> but I get where you're coming from on that, Miss Flynn. Like, if they have a biology degree and they're looking for an admin position or, you know, to be a secretary or something, you might think, hmm. But I think also it's a who you know sort of thing. Okay, you said you're not pro college either. You're learn trade, yeah, learn a trade or five, right? And like I said, I really I think it it was the thing back before the internet. I think college was extremely important because that's where all the information was, and you needed college to get out of your shell to be able to explore other cultures, um, other people, to be able to learn things that you couldn't learn in your small bubble of whatever you know, your your formative elementary and middle and high school um, ages were. So before the internet became what it is, you absolutely, I would say, yeah, you needed college because how else were you going to learn this stuff? It wasn't readily available. But now I think colleges have a very, and, and public schools, to be fair, have a very hard time making that argument because just look at what TikTok has become in the last two years. The amount of information that we have learned on this app, depending on how your algorithm looks. Like the other day, give you this example. I found I came across a TikTok TikTok that um, talked about putting ice on the corner of your rug. Like if you have a rug where the that folds up, which I had a rug where all four corners were folding up. It was so annoying. We tried books and tape and everything else. And it just kept curling up. Well, this TikTok set put ice on it and let the ice melt on the corners. And I did that. And it's now all my corners are laying down. And I'm just like, this 30 second TikTok, it might not have even been 30 seconds. It might have been 15 seconds. This 15 second TikTok <laughs> solved a problem that my college educated mind could not. <laughs> so I'm just like, it's it's very difficult to to, to keep selling that, to keep pushing that. And like I said, with so many jobs, they give you on-the-job training. So it's not like you're going into this and you're not going to be able to learn the job unless you have a college degree. It's like they're going to train you in what you need to know. So I just, I don't see the selling point the way that I used to because information is much more readily available than it used to be. And um, it just doesn't have that same glossy sheen that it used to have back in the 90s. 
Mm, Samantha, you say he keeps getting passed over because his job prioritizes nepotism. I mean, not cool, but it is such a prevalent thing that people just prefer to hire their buddies or their cousins or their whomever or their friends of the friend of their friend. It's just like. <laughs> Tamara, you said, I don't feel like they have to go to college and get a degree. Very few jobs require it. Like I said, putting medical aside, I'm trying to think of jobs that you have to have a degree. Military officer, you have to have a degree. But I think, again, that was a way of saying, it's it's not because people without degrees can't do the job. It's like they put that benchmark there to be a, to be a hurdle that people have to jump over. I don't think that college kids at 20 should outrank first sergeants who've been in for 20 years. <laughs> but that's what the military does. Which is so crazy, guys. Oh my gosh. If that that if that in a nutshell should tell you that college degrees are kind of crazy. Because I and I say this because my dad was um, in the military for 22 years. And when I commissioned, like day one, I outranked him. He, he gave me my first salute when I commissioned. And I'm just this 22 year old kid. Like he was literally in the military as long as I had been on the planet and he was saluting me. That is the structure of the military. And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, you know, it, that's, that's that structure. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking law, but yes, like if you could pass the bar without a degree, it's it's like, mm, and and then people can want. There's a whole show about this, actually, right? I forget the name of the show where the the guy and I've been seeing the clips on you on on TikTok here, so maybe you've seen it too. Where the guy is just really smart, he passes the bar, but the law firm says they only hire Harvard lawyers, and he shows up to the interview and blows their mind, and they hire him anyway because he's just so smart. So I'm like, even then, like people can hire who they want to hire. Um, I do say medical school is required. So yeah, you you should you should have to go and have like lots of lots and lots and lots of education to become a doctor because you're dealing with people's um, well-being. But um, I don't know. Beyond that, I feel like you could learn a lot on the job. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Mm, and he's told he's overqualified. See, that's, what does that even mean? Overqualified always feels like, how are you too smart? What, you, what does that mean? <laughs> like you say, you're too smart to work here. I'm, but I'm, I'm telling you I want to work here. So can we not just make that happen? That's wild. Mm, that's smart, Miss Flynn. You said you send an email ahead of time and and so that you're more known when they read it. Yeah, very true. Oh, see, okay, the counseling thing, but look at how many people are, are life coaches on this app or any kind of coaching. So I would say that's subjective. I think the relationship with the person matters more but i i'm not saying that there it's not a requirement i'm saying like is it really necessary like we all know that there are jobs that require degrees yes but 
to be a counselor, do you have to have a degree? Like there's so many pastors who are counselors, pastoral counselors, but they don't actually have college degrees. They have like whatever their school of divinity gives them, which isn't all doesn't always necessarily translate. Like depends on the denomination if they even require the pastor to have a degree. Like, cause some, you don't even have to have a degree in divinity to be a pastor. You can just say, I'm a pastor, this is my church and the denomination accepts you. And I know that because I almost became a <sighs> chaplain in the military. <laughs> we don't have to go there though. So yeah, it's like, mm. <laughs> right. If I'm overqualified and still applying, it's obviously I, I want this job. I'm passionate about it. Yep. Oh, is it Suits? Is that what that show is? I don't know. I just seen the clips here on TikTok. I wasn't paying that much attention. I've never seen Suits. I just saw that clip here. <laughs> is it Suits? It might be. So what are we talking about? We're just talking about um, college degrees not having the same appeal that they used to, basically, in a nutshell, and that they are sometimes just used as in, in a stop block to, to prevent people from being able to enter into certain fields. But in terms of the job itself, it doesn't really add a lot, add a ton of value, but it can, it can. I think it just all depends. Like we were just recently, just most recently talking about counseling. And I was like, yeah, but I see a lot of coaches on this app. And I don't think there's, I don't think they all have psychology degrees or <laughs> I think some of them are just passionate about helping people and they've done their own research, but it's not been certified by any body that has a, a degree on the wall. I have. I think I've heard that air traffic controllers don't have to have a degree. It was like something on a list of like the highest paying jobs that don't require a degree or something like that. Um, I think that's what it was, it, air traffic controllers. So yeah. You said, I'm so curious about you almost becoming a chaplain. <laughs> well, y'all. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what it, that's what almost happened. I actually went to um fort jackson to attend this um it was basically like a, a conference an overnight thing where they were looking at you know you could be a future chaplain i got accepted to seminary almost almost happened <laughs> when i sit back and think about that i'm like wow that almost was a thing you remember that mom because <laughs> she's in here <laughs> That was almost a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about how I'm thinking about that path and how that all went down. <laughs> oh, okay. FAA has an academy in Oklahoma. You go once you're hired. Gotcha. Okay, and you said you have a therapist with a degree and a life coach who did a training. They both deserve, they both serve a different role. Yeah, I like I said, I'm, 
I'm not anti. I'm just not super pro. And I'm just, I, I just know that for some fields, it's like not necessary. Especially for like, like I worked at a bank after immediately after graduating college, but it was the same bank I worked at before I went to college. <laughs> so, and I was pretty much doing the same job. I was like, a, like a step above where I was, but I would have probably gotten further had I just spent those four years at the bank. <laughs> so it's like college really didn't provide much of an <laughs> provide much of an advantage there. All right, so I'm looking uh I'm looking into homeschool my into homeschooling my 10th grader in the fall until he graduates in Georgia. Awesome. You know what? Because he's a 10th grader, he would probably also qualify for dual enrollment here in Georgia. So, I would say if you haven't already, go to georgiastandards.org because I'm also in Georgia, so I'm going to be more specific with you. Um, go to georgiastandards.org. Don't do this. <laughs> this is for non-Georgians. If you're in Georgia, go to georgiastandards.org and start looking at the uh, coursework that is required for 10th graders, and it has it broken down by each subject. And then also what you'll want to do is look at the um, high school graduation standards for Georgia. Uh, specifically, if you're looking uh, for your 10th grader to go on to college, there is a document that I'm going to pull up here in just a second um, that the uh, Department of Education puts out here. Uh, for, for those who want to go on to colleges, specifically colleges in Georgia, um, and it tells you exactly which courses to take. So you can look at the ones he's already taken up to 10th grade and then um, see which ones are still remaining. And you actually came in at a good time because if you wanted him to still kind of do Georgia virtual learning, uh, the deadline, or excuse me, the not the deadline, the time to apply for the on to, for the virtual school is uh, March 30th. They're going to open it up for the fall and spring, so you could take courses online if you wanted to, um, with you know still with the Georgia Department of Education to to keep the um, oh my gosh con continuity. That's what I'm trying to say. So lots of options here in Georgia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha, Samantha. Gotcha. And my mom says no comment on the on the training on the chaplain thing. Yeah, same. No comment. <laughs> yeah, you can get a degree without attending in person. Yep. You said we want to do year-round school, but how will I know it's time to go on? So when they're younger, you kind of just go on like when you know that you've met the requirements for first grade like looking at um the scope and sequence you just move on you just start incrementally introducing second grade work for example and as they catch on you just move on um but, or you could also give like an end of course test which i think is required in north carolina anyway right don't y'all have to do tests annually so you would just give them their you know end of course test when you think that you've covered the majority of what is needed for that grade 
they take the test, they pass, you move on. So, you're, but you're not bound to the, we have to go from August to May or September to May type schedule. Um, either one of those ways are ways that you can know that it's time to move on. When they start getting bored and they're running through it more quickly, or like I said, you're introducing second grade work and they don't really get it. And so you pull back and you keep working on first grade work and then you introduce second grade work again. They're like, they're actually getting it that time and it's starting to like overlap. And that's, that's basically how I do it. Or you can just get um, a summer bridge book which also does kind of the same thing. It doesn't have to be the Summer Bridge brand, but any kind of bridging book where you work from, you work at kind of simultaneously. And once they finish the Summer Bridge book, you just move on to the next grade. <clears throat> it, no, my, tra my transcript on Etsy is not weighted. It's only an A is a four, a, a B is a three, a two is a, you know, two is a C. And the reason I did it that way is because most of the uh, colleges, the admissions process, they're going to recalculate your GPA anyway. If it's anything over a four point something, they're going to recalculate it uh, anyway. So mine is not weighted. It is the standard practice that we used in college admissions. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. You're welcome. Okay, is it nine months there? Yeah, like I said, I would just feel it out because, and I, I think when they're younger too, sometimes they go faster, especially if you've got a motivated kid or you catch them on a spurt, you end up doing, you know, a month's worth of curriculum in like two weeks because they're you're just going with this flow and you're like, okay, well, let's just keep going. And for some, for some of us, uh, homeschool, like my, my oldest one is planning to be done with eighth grade at the end of March. And so I'm already, I've already got the eighth grade test that I'm going to give her to make sure that she's good, but she's also been already working on the eighth to ninth grade summer bridge book. So yeah, we're, she's planning to be done, um, at the end of this month. And I think, <laughs> I think we're going to be starting high school in April. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. I'm, <laughs> I'm not really ready. But I, I know I have to get ready. Oh, my gosh. Mm. <sighs> okay, yeah, yeah. Look into the Summer Bridge. Or I think um, Brain Quest also makes a Summer Bridging book. I think Argo Prep also makes one. There's different brands that make workbooks that go from one grade to the next. Um, but yeah, just cause it says summer doesn't mean you have to only do it in the summer. <laughs> we can do spring bridge, winter bridge, um, what, whenever you feel it is right for your kid. You said we don't need summers off. There's no point. Yeah. Unless, I mean, different families, you know, different folks for different, different, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, but yeah, I, I tried it the first two years we were homeschooling and we were just so bored. We're like, we could be doing something right now. So, so um, yeah, we went year round pretty quickly in our homeschool journey. You said your curriculum is so gentle. I'm afraid it'll be so different from what they've learned. But Summer Bridge is only like one page a day, though. So it won't be super intense. I, I think you can get a, a sample of it to look at the pages online before you buy it. Or you said you're going to check 
in store. But yeah, it's like one page per day for 20 days. Um, and then it switches. There's, there's like three units of 20 days each for a total of 60. And it's like one page per day. So it's not, it's, it's really actually pretty gentle as well. You said you're about to have a reluctant first grader and a pre-care starting in May. Your oldest is digging those heels, digging in those heels. So you're just getting other stuff done for now. Yes. And I'm so glad that you said that, honestly, because I think, again, it comes from our own public school programming where we think every day has to look the same. We have to have such a strict, rigid schedule Monday through Friday that we don't allow for the natural development in that our kids go through cycles of where sometimes they're very motivated and then some weeks they're just not. Um, but going to school year round, I think helps with that ebb and flow. So you don't feel that pressure of we've got to get this done by May. And it's like, actually, it's okay if we take a week off because we can get it done in June. We can get it done in July. We can get it done in August. We can get it done when we get it done. So I did a, um, a homeschool help desk and I used the quote from Lord of the Rings and I tweaked it a little bit. And I said, uh, it was the Gandalf quote about a wizard arriving precisely when he means to. And I said, a homeschooler doesn't finish their curriculum early, nor do they finish it late. They, they finish it precisely when they mean to. <laughs> so if you like Lord of the Rings, yay, me too. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you could start traveling through the year. That's so true. And honestly, you'll get better rates by not traveling during everyone else's peak traveling time. You said you keep seeing videos popping up of all these families picking next year's curriculum already. Number one, it's cheaper right now. This is this is very much off. It's an off time of year for school school supplies. And if like if you're a school supply retailer or seller, August, September, that's your peak. February, May, it, or February, March, it's like, that's your lull. You're just trying in any way you can to bring in some money. And they put a lot of their stuff on sale during this time. Um, there's also different states that hold uh, homeschool conferences during this time for, their, for that exact reason. Um, so some of us who've been homeschooling for a little bit longer, we know this and we start buying stuff now <laughs> or looking at stuff now because it's on sale. Okay. <laughs> you said that's going to be your new mantra. Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> You said you try to dip your toes and figure it out second grade and it's exhausting. So it's a later problem. Hey, I, I save a lot of things for future Tam. <laughs> yeah, the Summer Bridge book is not is not expensive. It's not. And considering um, what you're getting in it, because it covers a lot of subjects, it's 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 a pretty good bargain, I'd say. You said you keep going back and forth. You think you know what you want to use, but you're hesitant. Do they have free trials or free samples? <laughs> and don't hesitate too much. Definitely don't hesitate till like July or August, you're gonna be paying top dollar for whatever that is, whatever the thing is. 
So yeah, like I said, this is that sale time. You think you put grades that are weighted, but you used your my transcript? Um, I don't know. Because if it was an A when you got did did you get it? If you put an A when you got an A in the course, then it, it shouldn't matter to the school, and they'll probably recalculate anyway. Like I said, when you send in a transcript, most admissions offices they just automatically recalculate every transcript. So even if you put in a weighted grade, they're going to calculate it, recalculate themselves. No, I don't only use, do summer bridge books in the summer. Mm -mm. And like I told you right now, my oldest is still um, doing her summer bridge now. So I use it when it feels appropriate that they're ready to move on to the next grade. I don't do a full curriculum. I don't do as much like math. I don't do as much math in the summer because we usually are participating in our library's summer uh, summer reading program. So we are doing a lot more reading in the summer, and we're going more places in the summer, um, like museums and traveling and whatnot. So we do less math. That's really the only major difference, I would say for our summers. But there's math sometimes in Summer Bridge, there's math in BrainQuest decks, there's math in, you know, just spending money <laughs> throughout the summer. So, but there's like less formal math in the summer. Okay, and then Tamara's saying, if you get hooked on phonics and have multiple kids, you can reorder workbooks, stickers, and flashcards. Okay, cool. Oh, the application asks, are the grades weighted? And you said yes. Well, then they'll recalculate it. That's probably why they're asking. <laughs> so if you put weighted grades on the transcript, they will just recalculate your GPA. I agree. A library summer reading programs are the best. That's like anytime I have to pay our property taxes and I, I find myself getting a little sad because <laughs> they keep going up. I say this is going to our libraries because our libraries are amazing. And I love that they put so much effort into their programs, um, especially in the summer. They bring in so many guests every single week. There's a different a big activity and I'm just like this is what my taxes pay for and I'm okay with this <laughs> but I agree with you I love our library so 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 much we're literally at the library every single week Okay, and then I'm, oh, my mom says bad weather in her area. Well, stay safe, old gal. Also, I told Trey to do his bracket. So <laughs> if he doesn't, that's not my fault. I told him. He said he was going to do it when he got to work. So I did my part. <laughs> y'all, I'm going to tell y'all this quick story. Hold on. Let me, I'm going to end the podcast and tell y'all this story while my mom's in here. 
I hope y'all enjoyed that episode of the Homeschool Help Desk Live. Remember that I am on TikTok, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube at Cousin Tam. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye.